Hello, and welcome to the Everton Aren't We podcast. This is a very, very exciting uh, episode for us here. Um, It's episode 50. Um, So we just want to say thank you to everybody who has listened and is continuing to listen to our podcast um, as we, you know, put these episodes out. Um, So I I was actually brought into the podcast a little bit late. Um, So I do have the three OGs on with me today. So I will be, (laughs) I will be hosting. Um, I'm Melinda, by the way. Hi. Um, So I will be hosting and I have John, Graham and Paul here. So guys, what would you like to say to our listeners? Yeah, no, just um, thanks for all your support. Um, You know, I I can't believe that you want to listen to us gobshite like, but you know, we must be doing something (laughs) right. So fair play and um, keep up the good work. Yeah. Paul, over to you, my guy. I just want to say, are you mental? (laughs) (laughs) But no, yeah. Thanks very much. We, it's something that we really enjoy doing, and we'll carry on doing it for as as long as people want to listen to it. So, yeah, I apologize in advance, Everton, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> and over to um, Graham with um, continued special guest who keeps coming on, Ramsey. So take it away. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, it's it's very much appreciated. We appreciate all the respectful uh, comments and respectful. Um, negative comments so thanks for, <laughs> uh, thanks very much uh no honestly like it's just great to talk football and it's great to listen like a podcast or something that I, I barely watch tv i just listen to podcasts and love talking about everton so it's great to meet these guys as well all of you so thank yous as well um it's brilliant thank you yeah, yeah. and i was just about to say it's um the world that we live in nowadays right is very well different but it's great because we're very much online and i wouldn't have met you guys if it wasn't well for everton um so it's i think it's brought a lot of people together like our little group is is fantastic and um we just keep putting out uh great content we always get such good feedback as graham had mentioned sometimes not so great feedback but um yeah you know anything else you guys wanted to add before we get into uh quite a busy week that everton have already had and it's only wednesday yeah i just like to say don't be and how everything is revolved around everton we still hate everton as much as everyone else <laughs> <laughs> we have to find a way to get through it don't we and this is what this is what we do <laughs> uh, yeah push push through the pain um so to start uh, off the pod today so you've got quite a list to get through guys but um this rumor about gordon and chelsea so i think today now it has come out that maybe that deal's not happening but what are your guys's perspective perspective on that like do you think it's a good idea to sell him um you know, to get that profit to bring in potential new players that we so desperately need, or do you think we should hang on to him? So, Paul, I'll come to you first on that one. Yeah, I'm a, I'm completely torn on it. I, I changed my opinion on it hourly, half even every half hour. I can see the sense in us selling him, but I don't want to sell him. It's, it's a strange one. Um, I wouldn't believe the stories that he wants to leave either. I think that's just a bit of a tactic by the club and the media to put a bit of a wedge between us and him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it seems to come out today. I made him rumours only off Twitter. We can only go off social media that he might sign a new deal. And I did think that Lampard might kick up a fuss that the club might sell Anthony Gordon. So yeah. we don't know what's going on TV. But if you give me a choice, I'd say, yeah, keep him. But then I wouldn't. But then I would. But then I wouldn't. <laughs> like, I don't know what to think. <laughs> yeah, John, do you want to, uh, do you want to add on to that? Yeah, I mean, apparently the bobble said he didn't hand in a transfer request, so 
I mean, it's you've got all these Chinese whispers going around. We just don't know what to believe. But um, as Paul said there, I think it could be the club covering their own backs once he has gone, perhaps. I don't know. But, I mean, of course, you don't want to sell your best players in any situation, really. But, and we know he works hard and he's still very raw and he's got a lot of untapped potential. But he's not Rooney. Do you know what I mean? He's not at that level. Rooney was world-class when he was 18. And if you just look at the, the names that we've been linked with lately, you know, Brozier, Mope, Jokeresh, Adams, this is... It's just very uninspiring to me. So would fifty million help perhaps get us into the next tier of of uh, rumors? Perhaps it would. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if we were getting the fifty million bid, from, I, I think we'd be crazy not to accept fifty million. To be honest, but um, yeah, it's your heart versus your head, isn't it, John? Yeah, it is, mate. It's a tough it one, is. isn't it? Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, sometimes needs must. But yeah, like I said, it'd be crazy not to take fifty million, like. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I've I've seen that um, on Twitter the last couple of days, you know, kind of both sides of the coin, people saying, if we get 45 to 50 mil for him, it, it, it would benefit the club. And um, people are saying, you know, one player is not the club. And I, I do get that part of it. You know, there's kind of that saying, like, sometimes you have to make one sacrifice that's greater for the whole, you know what I mean? And, um, but it's hard, though, because we just lost Richarlison. And he was such a, you know, a player that a lot of people looked up to. He really connected with the fans. And I feel like Gordon has also accomplished that as well. So it's it's a tough one. Like Paul had said, it's very like your heart versus your head. Like what is practical, but what is also like we we still need connections to players, you know, as, yeah. as supporters. Right. So, um, Graham, what are your thoughts on this? Um, well, it wasn't really something that was in my head until all of a sudden the links came out. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest, at the start there was confusion, but man, just I keep saying that it's, it's just, it, it could be a sacrificial lamb. And you know what? I've sort of sold myself onto that. If he stays, he stays. Fantastic. But, you know, yes, there's a lot of potential. And can we carry potential at the minute if there's an opportunity to get in uh, ready-made? Um, yes, he does all this fine pressing and, and stuff like that, which is great. Again, uh, if it sounds like I'm being critical, I'm really not. But at the same time, for all that pressing and defensive work, we're still losing games. So this team needs a major shift, and he is a prized asset. So I could understand if he goes. And then obviously for him as well, the bright lights of London, Champions League, probably get far in the Cups, uh, playing with top-class international players. Across the field because we we have some, but you know, across the board, you know, he, he's not balls they round on in training. Do you know what I mean? He'd be playing playing with a lot bit more quality, like uh, he'd, he'd be paired up with the likes of Sterling and stuff in training. So the things he would learn there, so we can see the appeal sell on our youth. But at the same time, I feel like it's an advance on our model where we get a player to their maybe their club, and then they move on then they move on to the next trajectory and I think it's I'm not a religious man by any means but some might say a gift God they have that opportunity so I'm mad they did not let it happen if, yeah. to be honest the, uh, the, the no striker situation is just it's it's fried most of our minds because we're going into another game on the weekend where we're like who's playing up front yeah yeah, and you know we, we need money we need money to buy a, a quality striker and we just if you go off yeah. what 
you can only go off what people are telling you about FFP and profit and sustainability. We just haven't got the money to do it. So 40 yeah. to 50 million will get us that player. Yeah, and exactly. But on come on and say, oh, yeah, we need to get them up to speed. If we lose this game, then we have two away games. With, 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 with two away games after. You know that's you're sacrificing a lot there for for a project when you're when you're dealing with that you found in the back of the sofa. Um, the more it goes on, I've said I'm not going on the panic mode. I, I keep stressing. I'm I'm back in I'm back in the club as a whole. Um, going off my series message, I've been I've not been too critical. Um, I've tried to see the positive in all of it, but um, you know they're just creating more issues for themselves. And I, I know it's hard for them and get deals and stuff done I get that but that's their job it's not our job our job is to worry about this club and they enjoy this club and at the minute with no striker it's, it's hard to enjoy sorry going ahead John yeah no definitely mate you're spot on there um, for me it was a case of after last season no one was unsellable really um, yeah you know we needed a major overhaul in the squad and that's something that Frank touched on quite recently after the Villa game. He said, you know, the next two weeks are going to be massive. Um, so I'm not against an overhaul, if that means losing Gordon, whatever. But after last season, no one was unsellable for me. I just think with Lampard, he come out after the Villa game and he basically said this team will look completely different in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So what, yeah. does he, what, what, um, do, do we take that as we're going to bring a few more players in or we're going to lose players? I don't know, or both. Mm. Yeah, like, in, and that's another um, point actually I was going to get to is um, Delhi as well. So it's rumored that he is, it's a pretty strong rumor as well. I think the sources are pretty legit um, yeah. that he's going to, <clears throat> give me a second, um, Bess, <laughs> fuck, Bess, 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 Besiktas. Oh my Jesus. Um, he's going to that place. Um, the source of the beat. So um, yeah. <laughs> um I'm actually well, we all know I'm like his biggest fan. Um, so I'm actually pretty gutted. You know you're, you're a big Besiktas fan as well. <laughs> I, I just I get overwhelmed with like emotion that I just can't even speak the words. Like it's just oh my god. Um good save. But, but um, a lot of people are kind of thank you, Graham. Um, people are saying this is like maybe a pointless signing. What like what was the point of this? You know. Also, I'm seeing you know people are were really hoping that this would be a good move for him at Everton. That he would, you know, he had, he started off his career so strong, so well. He was such a player. Creativity was up was up there. He got goals. He was just on the pitch. He was magic. And then all of a sudden, it just crumbled so graham i'll come to you on this one um what are your thoughts about uh delhi possibly leaving us um not surprised um mm. and i'll be honest i don't mind um i am a fan of delhi i, I was a, a big fan of delhi Alley in his tottenham days his earlier tottenham days as, mm-hmm. as most football fans would be and baffles me just the way people are turning on him I, I think just we brought a player in thinking that we could change our style and really use him as as a, as a special asset down the pitch. They really fire us over the line. This is the save us last season. Um, it'll always be remembered for the second half against Palace, but ultimately it hasn't worked out. But um, yeah, of us, uh, and this is a discussion that we had before, and we've actually, I know I've said this for a long time, but it is planned and everything, but you'll never see it. They might go into the archives, but uh, the daily, but um. 
yeah, constantly, constantly trying to shoehorn him into the team. We, we can't accommodate him in his natural position. He looks happy in training videos. He looks frustrated in the pitch. Uh, yeah, just uh, cut our losses. There's talk today that Tottenham get 25% of, of any sell-on. And you know what? I'm upset with that because if he goes for very little money, um, at least we get something in. But yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate. I'd love him to do well. And I hope he goes to that other club that she gets. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't let you away with that. Um, behave, lad, behave. But yeah, uh, this is an this is a success. You know, they still play. They still play a lot of forty-three ones. You've seen uh, Meza Uzon stuff go there uh, before it went completely wrong. It went completely right for him. And he, he's that same style of player, just on behind the centre forward. So I really hope he goes there and that level of football. He's European football, and, and it works out for him. And, you know, I just can't wait to see him and Cenk Tosin blazing that leg as soon as Cenk Tosin grows a new leg the way he grows new hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they say, Graham? If you love something, set it free. So I think we just have to let him go if that's what he wants to do. Because that's what I'm seeing online is like, we'll let him go. It's uh, But it's or we'll keep him. It's his choice kind of thing. So the ball, I think, is in his court. Um, so, John, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, it's just it's just very strange and and just very sad. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, what what has actually happened to him? Where's the hunger gone for the game? He, he just seems to have lost it, doesn't he? And yeah. I don't know. As Graham said, there the players and when you see these videos of him in training, they seem to love him. Everyone seems to like him around the training the training ground. And Lampard, as soon as he got the job, he went straight for him. So he knew that he wanted to bring him in. It's, I just don't know what's gone wrong. Maybe he's just lost that desire to succeed. Um, yeah, I mean, if we get actual money for them, yeah, great. Um, even if top Spurs do get twenty five percent, that's fine. Um, alone, in my opinion, would leave us short this season because, mm-hmm. I mean, the squad's small enough as it is now with a couple of free signings leaving this summer anyway. So we need players in. Um, you know, and and it's it might be a a chance to redeem himself over the course of a season if he were to stay this season. But if it's alone. I don't know how that suits us, really. Um, John, John, I would like to add, and yeah. as we're talking about players and, and being short and stuff, I would much rather keep Dele Alli and lose Andre Gomez. But I just, I just forgot to add that, and I thought that was uh, something that could be put into the discussion. Yeah, definitely, mate. I, th- I know I'd, I'd agree with you on that one. Um, or is it the case that we've just simply gotten like ruthless lately, and we've seen it with other clubs? Especially them yeah. over the park, like you know, they quickly ship players out and move on if it doesn't work. So, case that we've learned our lesson, and it's a case of getting rid of them after six months in six years, maybe I don't know, but uh, I don't know. It's just sad on his on his yeah. part, really, because he's only twenty six. Like, yeah, he's he honestly is so so young, and that's I've actually seen that a lot today on Twitter. Is many like multiple tweets about people just saying exactly what you said, John, is how sad this actually is he's such a young kid still right he should be coming into his prime yeah. and he's just completely fell off and you know yeah I think all of us I guess you know our group we all wanted him to do well but yeah Paul what do you uh what are your thoughts on that yeah just um I, th- I think it was a deal that Everton had to do at the time yeah I think it was too good to turn down it, it just didn't work out um after, I'm making this up I, this is just my opinion I, I just don't think he can be bothered playing football anymore I mm. think it's a case of too much too soon. It's just he's in a bit of a whirlwind of everything. Everybody loved him. He got young player of the year twice on the bounce. Yeah, I just I just think he's lost all his enthusiasm for the game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. And again, I hope he does well if he does leave. And I hope he maybe if he stays at us. I hope he does well. But I wouldn't be 
surprised if he retires before he's 30, Deli Ali. Hmm. Yeah. I just think he's got... He just... As Graham said, he looks lost on the pitch. He just looks like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. And once you lose that hunger, I think it's hard to get it back. I will, I will say, though, just because the club are looking to get rid of him, I don't get the backlash on Twitter. You know, no. if you're sitting giving the guy shit for... For, for, for potentially leaving the club just because it hasn't worked out, give your head a wobble, honestly. And I put my name to that because if you want to go tit for tat and, and some of the stuff I'm seeing online, just tell me I was pivotal. Same as Calvert Lewin, who gets a lot of it and keeping us in this Premier League because we could be reviewing Watford right now. So, yeah. you know, it didn't work out. He didn't cause he hasn't caused any bother, even these troublemaker shouts. It's scandalous. Um, it's and he's calling out. I've seen people uh, say it's because of his attitude. I just don't get that whatsoever. Everybody's dying about him in those videos, so it's definitely not his attitude. Maybe it's his attitude on the ball and training for the coaches, maybe, but you know what? He doesn't look like a troublemaker. I think that's shit. If he's not giving it in training, we all know Deli Ali. We've seen the Tottenham documentary. We've, we've heard it all, um, where he doesn't apply himself as much in training. You get a lot of the most natural players done that. Zinedine Zidane went through 30 fags a day and Real Madrid's training training ground you know what I mean still was the best midfielder in the world so you know it doesn't matter how you train that's how you perform on the pitch now ultimately he's not performing but he, yeah. we're also as 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 we spoke about briefly there Gordon at, the, at this current time he's getting a lot of shit we're not exactly playing to accommodate him because he's being put in the inside and leaving a target in his back so you know just wish him well you know We'll be getting him in this podcast when he retires in two years, so it'll be nice, please. That's what I mean. It, it, as a fan base, we've gone back on everything. Um, well, you can only go off Twitter, but when we say let's support players next year, we've seen the power of the supporters and that. But two games in, and it's, it's just a free-for-all on who's not good enough for Everton again. It's just yeah. depressing to see for me. And there'll be people coming at me going, well, you have a goal players as well. And I do, that's fair enough, but... Hmm. Two games into the season to completely just give up on on a group of players, it's, it's it's ridiculous. It could be a case of when Lampard first came in, he wanted to play a certain style of football, and maybe he had Deli Ali as as the you know the spearhead of that style of football. Um, and we've seen it at Spurs away where it just didn't work, and he's thought, shit, I have to abandon this plan. And then you know, once he abandons the plan, he has to abandon the players to come with that plan. Perhaps I don't know. Just to play devil's advocate on that, though, John, like you know, we all seen. And he came on against Blackpool and got the two goals that he could be used as a makeshift nine. And we thought then, right, okay, he's like six foot two, he's physical, bit of nastiness about him. He still has his touch. He can still turn it on and be a quality player, uh, given the chance. But the fact that Lampard and stuff hadn't used him does add fuel to the fact that just it's not working out for him. Yeah. But um, I think there was, I, there's a finance, there's, there's a big financial side to this as well. Oh, massively, yeah, because at the end of the day, you're. <laughs> the abacus is nearly burnt out you know what I mean the way it's been moved I would say uh, in Thelwell's office but just just around the thing although I did I did make a call there and, and just call people on what they're saying just at the same time you can't fault people as well heads are falling off because we're going into this game again this week without a, a, a striker that's good enough we're going in still with a team that's, that's playing in this uh, system where it was so pushed up in, in pre-season but now we're just lying with a, a flat back five um, and I'm terrified that I'm going to see that again this week. Uh, fans are not a big fan of Tom Davies, and he came on the other day and played really well. Fair play to him, honestly. I'm really happy for him. Is he who we want to be, like our first choice off the bench? I know Nana's there, but is he still in his infancy? No, it's mm. not. So there's still areas there to pick at and be frustrated with. 
So I get that, but it's I just don't get the pitchforks and the torches at the doors. I just do not get it, honestly. And yeah, just, Al, I, you've seen that, it. I, I can understand that people are down when we lose and the worries about us going forward. But yeah, I agree. It's the pitchforks of players. It's like, just leave them alone. You know what I mean? It's just like, as if we wouldn't sit on Everton's bench for £150,000 a week. I know Here, I would. Well, I'll give you an example, right? So say, um, say Chelsea come in now. Like, I think it's madness that no one's linked them in some sort. Chelsea come in now and, or, or Valencia or someone and say, we're putting the bet on for Alex Iwobi. Mm. You'd literally have the pitchforks at the door. Everybody, every single person in the dog is currently saying he's the first name in the team sheet. That happens mm-hmm. three days later. You, you'll hear it, and there's people saying, um, sure, he did nothing the whole time he was here until six months ago. Get shot, he's shite. Yeah, uh, that's a fact, like you know. And again, I'll put my name to that because uh, that, that's exactly what we're seeing at the minute, and that's my issue. Be frustrated, someone's shite, call them on it by all means. Yeah, just mm. if there's an opportunity for them to leave this club and for us to improve, and at the end of the day, it's not the greatest circumstances and attitude around the club on where we've been in the table from yeah. Benitez. You know, it's not so. You know, it's uh, yes, it's probably a happier workplace, but there we're already talking about Forest being a must one. What sort of state is Everton Football Club in? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. just uh I'm not, I'm not trying to tell people how to support the club. I'm just talking about my initial reaction to what I'm seeing online, and it's it's quite frustrating. Like, Jesus, just if someone's going, someone's going. Rather than look at the negatives of Gordon, and everybody's pulling out photos of him being a young Liverpool fan and stuff. Big wow. You know, just a case of, just say, you know what? Look what we could do with the money instead of damning him. That's, that's just my rant. Sorry. Fair play. No, no, like you've you've brought up some really like fantastic points there. And like to be honest with you, I mean, at the end of the day, like yes, we are the supporters, and I know that like Frank Lampard and a lot of players do recognize that we have a huge impact on the club, but at the end of the day, money talks and you know, if a player's gonna leave, a player's gonna leave. There's not really a whole lot that we can do about that. Um, so you know it's 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 so tricky because i want to say on one hand like no i don't want this player to go but on the other hand it's like well what can i really do as like a supporter you know so it's it's a it's you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place it's a really difficult situation to be in but um some positive news is apparently i think uh gana gay is a deal is that deal done as good as done it's just the official announcement we need now, I think. All right. Okay. So, um, I mean, I'm buzzing <laughs> about that personally. Um, so I put a tweet out yesterday that was kind of like, sometimes things have to get worse before they get better. And, you know, that was when all the Gordon stuff was pretty heightened and, and stuff like that. But now seeing that this deal actually might is basically good as done. I think that's, that's fantastic news. So, um, Paul, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I'm currently getting ready to go to town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Save I, it to the weekend, lad. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a massive fan of Garnegie. I always was. It's just, yeah. I just, I'm not bothered about his age. Don't care about sell-on value. I don't, I just, don't, I don't care about. I just want that player back. He, he changes everything for me. Tom Davis, God love him. I, you know, I've, I've laid into him, but I'd rather have Garnegie on than, t- than a 24-year-old Tom Davis. I'm sorry, he's just better. <laughs> just a better option. It is. Um, yeah, but now he, he slots straight in for me. Fantastic signing, and uh, 
first rounds on me. Yeah, nice. Nice, John. Um, what, yeah. Any comments there? Yeah, it's just, it's just sad that he's like forty three now, isn't it? You know what I mean? He's like he's proper old. Yeah. Now. Um, no, he was thirty two I mean? when we started bidding for him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, the bobble said before um, he, he already accepted to join Everton around seven to ten days ago, apparently. But PSG, you know, the hold up there and with the agreements, but apparently that's all been sorted now, and he's he's ready to fly over or something. So, yeah, we know what we're getting with him. He's a really high performer. Um, mm. consistently as well. Um, he's got really high averages in the past six seasons um, with Everton and obviously PSG as well. And, um, <clears throat> you know, average ratings tend to be quite, you know, lower because you're adding up all the ratings, um, dividing them. And then obviously, you know, you know the, the rating comes down a bit. But his rating, he's got like an average rating of above seven for six years on the bounce in the last six, you know, six years. So, you know, to, to perform consistently at a high level for so many games a season for six years on the bounce is just incredible. And yeah, his, his level of consistency and it's just going to be a massive, massive boost to our season. This he's not, just... He knows the club as well. I know people say, so what? Like, but he's not going to need a, a, a settling in t- period, is he? Because he actually no. knows, he knows he's coming back. There's still some players there from when he left. So, yeah, you probably just slot straight back in. All the staff are the same. Well, most of the backroom staff, are the yeah. same. you know, all the the tea lady and people like that, they're probably all the same. So you'd be made up to go back there. Yeah, definitely. And, and I was just about to say as well on that point, like I think he's going to bring such a level of confidence to this team that we really desperately need. Like right now, like I'll be honest, Graham brought up the point before about this must win on Saturday. I hate to be that person, but like, I I honestly feel like we 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 need a win on yeah. Saturday, and I feel like they better I mean, have I, paid money to go over. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I, I just I just feel like this might be this might give us that little boost for the squad and the supporters as well that that we really really need. Um, so Graham, what are uh, anything you want to say on that? Um, yeah, I think it's. I can't say any more than what the lads have really said, apart from although I've been an advocate for this five at the back and I really think it works if we can get the full backs over the halfway line. Can't keep stressing that. It's just it's not going to work with a flat back five. But mm-hmm. um I think just we and Awobi in that midfield, I think you, there's room. They sco- they speed up Onana's game process with them to his cover. The legs and the ability that they, that they have can more than forgive uh, Onana's lack of experience in the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? They actually help him level up that bit quicker. Um, if we switch in a back four, I would really love to see that. Um, it just changes the entire dynamic that way. Yeah, not going to go into it too much, but it still leaves us a bit toothless up the pitch. But you know they're yeah. working on that, and that's that's fine. Like you know, but I'll, I'll, I, it's just really exciting. It, it just shares so much up. You know, until he gets injured. In this first game, but you know, that first that first Stop twenty minutes, it. that first twenty minutes is just going to be magical. Um, so yeah, I can, I, feel a, I can feel a song in in there somewhere for Anana. Don't Dana. even. I'll leave. I'll leave. Oh na na, gonna gay. Oh na na, gonna gay. I love you, Graham. Sorry. <laughs> 
Um, so also speaking of, you know, kind of now we're on that train of um, signings. So we have uh, a few new links this. Well, I don't know if they're new, actually. I think we were linked with me. Was it is Che Adams? Is he new this week or have we been linked with him in the past? It's, it's, it's come to the, the front this, this week. Okay. Last so there, yeah. So there's Che Adams. There's Neil Mope. I think I'm saying yeah. that right. Yeah. And another Ben. Brereton Diaz (laughs) shut up you guys literally picked the pod where I had to pronounce like the most difficult names thank you so much love you all peace and love Um, episode 50 50. Everton isn't it I love that Um, so so, um, uh, I'll be honest I don't know a whole lot about um, these signings in terms of stats and things like that so John I think you did pull up some stats is that correct yeah, so I mean, on uh, well, Neil Mopay and Che Adams are not really inspiring to me. They, they, it's just mm. screams like bang average. But out of the two of them, if you had to pick one, I'd probably go with Neil Mopay. Mm. Um, eight goals last season, on eight goals the season before, it's just not good enough for me. Um, is, is he is he a striker? Yeah. yeah, well, he's a striker. He's I think he's a small striker, so he, he's like he can play on the wing, he can play number ten, or he can play up top. But gotcha. um, he's a bit of a you know, a bit of a pit bull like up top and he just won't stop running, which is good. But again, eight goals is just not great. But um, the same with Tay Adams. I think last season he only had seven and the season before that he had nine. Um, what I will say is both of these players can, can provide a couple of assists a season, which is nice. But again, we haven't got a striker to put those in the back of the net. So are you going to assist too? It's not going to be Rondon, is it? So, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. But Brereton Diaz, that's the guy we've got to go for. Apparently, um, Mm. Nice have only bid between eight and ten million for him, so just hijack that deal, get it done. I think he scored twenty-two goals in thirty-seven last season, so and he's only three. So yeah, definitely get him in for me. Yeah, that's yeah. those. Those are those are some great stats. Sorry, sorry, Graham, go ahead. No, no, no. I was I was just going to uh, come back in. Uh, I don't mind all three lengths to be honest. When we were first linked to Mopai, I was just a little don't know, but then I, I sort of thought about it and. We're not buying a first-choice striker. We have that in Calvert-Lewin. Um, I think for all three of them, e- even with uh, Benny D. I'll just call him after you, Manda. Benny uh, D. <laughs> there you are. I'll give D you one. Benny D and the Jets. I knew you'd love that. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, but for Diaz, you know, Burton Diaz, you know, it was 22 goals. Half that and translate in the Premier League. So you, know, you would say maybe he's capable of 11 at the Premier League level. Um, just it's my opinion again. No, no, no. I, I know. I just and and, and it would be decent. Um, I, I wish more of our players would put Diaz at the end of their name so they could start scoring goals. But <laughs> but um, I I don't mind Mapai. I, I I get the Shea Adams one. I'm not opposed to them. Again, like we're not buying a first choice striker. If if I was looking at our bench and we had as as I say, we have no depth in centre forward. If we if we had Dominic Calvert Lewin as our starting number nine, and you'd Shea Adams, the pie, even the come on, or even uh Baird and Diaz as, as your second options, I'm okay with that. I really am. Um because don't you think we should be like starting to plan this season without Calvert Lewin though and just go for a striker? You can't yeah. get money, but the money to do it. Well that's they cost money. Yeah. Like the goal scorers cost money. The people want not saying you, people in general, Evertonians, if you want a 20 goal a season striker, if you can find us 80, 90 million, that's how much they cost. 
Well, that's yeah. Bellwell's job this year, isn't it? Because that's that's the thing. We're, we're not buying for that replacement. And you know what? If, if Gordon goes and balances those books, because we're apparently sitting okay, we uh, PNF them on it, or PNS. Uh, so so may, maybe that's not the case. Again, if he has an injury-ridden season, he's going to want them. So that's Bellwell's job to go out now and find that next person. We need a stopgap up front. That, that's yeah. what we need. We, we need depth. We're not looking for that next, you know, and I know all the talk about Brogia and, and like, can we get Brogia? And, you know, obviously we're going to sign him permanent and sell Calvert-Lewin and then he's going to take over that mantle and he'll be a 15 to 20 goals uh, striker. That's all great in theory. But, you know, we're spinning plates at the minute and, and, and they're all they're all about to collapse. So I, I just think get depth. One option's not working, sling him. You've got five subs. Not working again, sling him again. That's where we need our depth up front. It needs to be cutthroat in front of goal. If you're not doing it, you're on the bench. Someone else is getting up. If you're not doing it again, you're on the bench. If, you, if, if all of them's not doing it by October, you're looking at the transfer market and you're looking to move one out and you're looking to move another on, in my opinion. It yeah. needs to be ruthless, especially at that end of the pitch. The defence looks solid now. The midfield has loads of potential, especially. I'm not going to believe Ghana until there's a picture from a window of him standing outside in, <laughs> uh, in the Ronald Koeman kit. And, but, but, you know... There's a lot of potential in them areas, but our wings and our centre forward, it has to be ruthless. You're not performing, you're slung, you know, mm-hmm. because it's it's just not good enough. So that's where we have to be because I am terrified at the lack of goals in this team. We can be as solid as we want. At the end of the day, if we draw every game to the end of the season, we still go down. Yeah. yeah. So what, yeah. what I will say is on Breros and Diaz as well, and he's played three matches this season. He scored two and assisted one. So that'll do mm. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul, any uh, anything you wanted to touch on? Uh, yeah, I think long term, if people are, are wanting goal scorers and an exciting prospect, I think Brett and Diaz is probably the one. But as far as yeah. Che Adams and Morpe are concerned, I'd rather if you give me the choice of Che Adams, I think he's a good player. I think we're not looking for the next permanent Everton number nine with them two. You're looking for someone to come in and just do his job, which is what we need, like a Stephen Naismith, like a Marcus Bent. They come in and he, the. You know, they're just part of the team and they're the players you need the water carriers, the people who chase everything down. Yeah, no, um, yeah, we just need players to come in, obviously chip in with between five and ten goals if you can, but we have absolutely nothing up front at the moment and it I think that's that's the market we're shopping in is a striker like that, unfortunately. Yeah. You not think that's an attractive thing though too with this Bernie at the minute, because whoever comes in knows that they're not coming in in that whole Gazi role. Yes, there'll probably be that fear of, what if I come in and they just don't use me the way that they did there? Yes, that's that's a stain on our undies, ultimately. But, you know, it, when these players are going to be speaking to Lampard, he, he, he might say to them, look, Dominic has had a lot of injuries. Solomon isn't maybe update. He might say that in confidence. He, he probably wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, say that's in his character, but he would say, you'll have the opportunity to play. I've, rather than say that Rodon is an update, he might say, I've had to play Anthony Gordon and the, and the number nine. You're going to get games. You know, that's one thing you can promise. But I know I, if I give you the games, I need it back. And that, that'll light a fire on the striker. A, fr- a fresh club, fresh players, new mates. Balls, you know, you know it, it would be exciting to any, any striker coming in as a second choice. Whereas if you're coming in to an established team with an established fit forward, you might be looking saying, I'm never getting into that side. Whereas with us, that whole front three, there is there is chances they play because it is absolute drivel at the moment. That's what I mean. If you're if you're a central defender playing against Tamari Gray, Anthony Gordon, and Dwight McNeil, the conversation you have before the game is we can stop the three of these, no problem. If you bring in someone like a chair, 
Morpe, he's a the specialist uh, centre forwards. So they will do things that them three players can't do, which then frees them three players up to do what they normally do. Yeah, it's the craft. So it just and then they can, they, allows... can be, they can be goal threats then. Yeah, and that's them, and you actually will start to see what Dwight McNeil can do, which isn't running, but you'll get to see him start putting balls into the box and dribbling past players to open up, open up to drag defenders out when he beats a fullback, open up the space then, and that's where someone like Shea Adams or Mapai or even a, even a Benny D, Amanda, uh, will. <laughs> <laughs> it gives them the room they run across then and, and do what they do best or do what they've trained their entire lives to do so it's just so frustrating It's I know it's so easy for us to sit here and say hypothetically everything is but I, just, I, I, I can't go and watch that again this week I swear to God I might as well just sit in Afghanistan playing I'm just going to keep my eyes on them the whole game because yeah, we're sitting up front toothless and look at all this shit this week coming Anthony Gordon's way you honestly yeah. think well, we don't know. Is he, is he going to just turn it and say, well, I'll show you? Or do you think it's just, is he a young lad? Is it just going to be all, what the hell is going on? And you're going to lose 20% of his ability? You know, don't how he's feeling. So my head's cooked with I swear to God, that's why I'm listening to zombie podcasts and work. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, 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 every, other, every other team in the Premier League, even the ones you consider to be worse than Everton, which is only about two teams worse than Everton. But... <laughs> They've got like three or four strikers. Might yeah. be any good, but they've got them. We haven't got. We've got one. Yeah. yeah no. Th- this get, might. This might be the season with no strikers. Just disgusting. Yeah. This. This might be pointless optimism, but honestly, I think we're two players at the top of that pitch away from being, from being in a relegation fight. The, the sniffing around the conference. Honestly, I believe that the core and that team. The, you know, the spine up to the shoulders is looking really, really good, but but the tip of it's just pathetic. It's yeah. pathetic. Like, you'd think Damari Gray would just want to... I know we're going to talk about him later, but you'd think that he would just be bursting with confidence and trying to do more because I'm the se- he's the senior. He's the senior and that's on free. Hmm. You know? But I'll, I'll not go too into that because I know we want to touch on it, but you can come to me first on that later. A lot they say. Sure, we will do, fam. Um, but uh, <laughs> so before we get to Ole Ole, Damari Gray, because that was actually something that me and Paul um, were talking about as well. We were just chatting one day and and um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to him. But first, before we get to that, Mina is out for eight weeks. What the ever loving effing God. Like in other news, water is wet. Like in yep. other news, like biscuits crumble. So yeah. like his legs. So like I'm just I'm done. <laughs> I, trust me i love him as a person like i see him in these training videos he's so funny he's like hyping everybody up he's got good energy but as a footballer oh my actual god mm. i can't cope i can't cope thoughts guys thoughts feelings opinions emotions talk to me it's a shame really isn't it because we, we know how good he is when he plays on the field and you know if he if he plays a full game there's a good 50 60 percent chance that we win that with him play with him on the field, he's just that good. But it's just it's just so unreliable, and it, it's getting to the point now where I just don't care. I mean, he's getting too injured. I just want him like it, you just cannot rely on. He only played thirteen games last season, which is just it's not good enough. It's just not good enough, you know. And yeah, we know how good he is. We know how much of a snide he is. We know you know how much he, he can wind defenders up, and that tips the balance in our favor when they players are not performing because of silly things like that but again you just cannot rely on them and as you said a couple of weeks ago Paul it's getting to the point where nobody feels sorry for him anymore you know it's just a case of oh it's happened again is it but yeah thank god we got Cody in like 
Yeah, no, it's it's funny. I was just about to mention that it, it, it always cracks me up. I think it was I think it was Chelsea last season and like that 83rd minute and he just does that like uh thing to like I don't know who the player was <laughs> but Vegas yeah. goes down like he's like I love the guy and that's why it's so hard I'm sitting here like Melinda don't like tell him to get in the bin but it's like get in the bin because I'm so frustrated with you because I know how good you can be how much he changes a game when he's on that pitch for the full 90 minutes and yeah. but like when when he does things like this like the supporters yeah we get pissed off but i'm sure the squad as well as like dude you know yeah. what i mean so yeah paul what do you think about that yeah no well it's something that we have to talk about but like john said before it's just like i'm i'm, I'm not really interested in them no more i don't even consider them an Everton player anymore yeah. I, i'll be honest like it's just how is it possible to just hate keep hating yourself like that i mean he, no one was even close to him when he'd, he's done his ankle in his ligaments yeah. i mean he just fell he just must be just full of aches and pains constantly. Mm. I just don't, I don't get it, mate. He's a good player as well. I think I've hit the point with Yeri Mina where I'm not interested in him no more, and I mean that in the nicest possible way as well. Not yeah, because you know we we like like we were saying earlier, we have to think about what's best for the club, and like he's just not best for the club right now. Like we don't like we're we're what up to what five injuries now, five players, yeah. and yeah. it's just like ridiculous in my opinion. Like it's just. It, uh, Graham, thoughts? Yeah, I'm just, I'm sort of in the camp of, I'm, I'm, I'm just tired of it. You know, it's, I'm starting to think now it's not his body. Um, hmm. This, uh, I've did the whole pitchfork thing there. It's not, it's not the pitchforks. Just, I'm feeling now like it's, is there enough discipline in his rehabilitation and his, and his stretching, and all that sort of stuff? It might be just that he just isn't suited to the climate, but. Um, you, you know what as well like going back to a point where we were kind of talking about Delhi, um like I almost get the vibe from Nina that like he just doesn't want to play and I, I don't want to say that and I feel bad saying that but like I don't know if anybody else kind of feels that way but now it's getting to a point where it's like do you even want to be on the pitch like I, I, I don't think it's that he doesn't want to play I, I, I don't know I, I don't think you're wrong in that assumption I think it's a valid assumption because of what we've seen and what's happened and stuff and is he a hypochondriac where things are made out by him worse than they actually are? We, we don't know that side, but just what I do see is like, if you keep breaking down and stuff like that, you know, they, they say it's all about discipline, hard work. You know, doing your, Is he doing his stretches? Is he doing, you know, the right warm-ups, the right warm-downs? You, you have to wonder what's, what's he at in his social life and, a, yeah. that's not my place to say or, or even talk about, but B, at the same time, you know, we're all the same. You have to stay fit. Like, he's no, I, he's no, I do downhill mountain biking. Like, I've, I, have, I haven't had a bad enough crash yet where I've been off at work for a prolonged period, but you've only got sort of one strike with that. You know, if I'm, if I'm playing down the side of a mountain <laughs> 50 kilometers an hour and I had a tree, I'd probably be off work for, for a couple of months. But ultimately, if I do it twice, you know, I'll be told that point of getting that is if I do it twice I'll be told that I have a duty to be fit for my work you know what yeah. I mean yeah. there, 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 there's no uh, there's no pat in the back and say don't worry about it the second time so the fact that he's broken down so many times you know it's it's just it's it's it's, it's just ridiculous and if it is a case and if the, you know, there's been reports come out that they've said he's fit to play and, and he, he's he's declared that he isn't and still yeah. breaking down I, I, I don't know if 
as we say, we have a new we've a new look back line. Nathan Hoggett has looked new player since since April. Um, Connor Cody, uh, he, he he he. We all know what he can bring to this back line. Um, we're all enthused by him. James Tarkovsky, say no more. Um, and obviously Ben Coffrey's injured, and you know what? There, there's options there as well. We see Miss Coleman coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael King. Um, and people are talking about oh, I Michael thought that, that can come I thought, in. But... I thought that, thought that you loved him, Graham. Is he, <laughs> yeah. he like your little, he's like your your BFF. <laughs> Love of your life, light of your world. No, Michael Caine. <laughs> Michael Caine, the actor. No, Michael oh, Caine. Thought... What? <laughs> yeah. Michael Caine, the actor. <laughs> I am a nosy neighbor. But um, yeah, no, just, just. No, Michael Michael Keane's shit. It just it just has more of a clue than other defenders that I'm not going into because he's hurt. But uh, okay, yeah, we'll save that in our argument for another pod, Graham. Me and you, yeah, yeah a little dual pod. We'll go head to head. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that I've on, on me and it though is like he's been here five years now, and the first couple of seasons were okay. The first season he had 13 appearances, which is it's not great. But then the next it's two shite, years, John. God, yeah. what it is, it's shite. Well, the next yeah. two years, he had 29 and 24 in two seasons. Yeah. And then what the fuck happened last? I just don't get it. Like, it's just, as you say there, it could be down to mental thing or how he looks after himself. But no yeah. doubt you'll see a video in, in, a, in a couple of days' time of him tickling and training stuff. What? <laughs> yeah, like, and that's what I mean. Like, I, I, I do think he, like, all around is a great guy. Like, don't, you know, don't get me wrong. I do love him. And you know we we all agree that when he's on the pitch he does change the game and he you know he's great at, at what he does but something stinks like just something stinks about this whole thing and i just when i saw him go down i was like is this a joke like and that's the first thing that went through my mind and i think a lot of people felt probably felt that way as well and i don't we don't want to feel like that and think things like that about our players but hmm. maybe graham's right maybe it's a discipline thing right but um yeah so um yeah getting into um damari gray so he started off like brilliant with us you know like it was such a great start and um he really got the supporters attention um you know we're all all chanting ole ole damari gray we got a song for him and everything and that's how you know you're in as an everton player with the supporters but um now this season it's just the heads fell off Like, I just don't know what's going on with him. Um, I was chatting with a couple of the lads as well in our group chat. And um, I personally think I really want him to get a goal this weekend. Like that, like, I just think that would do wonders for his confidence. I think he is a player that really works off of performing well, getting a goal. Um, Because last season, when we see that, but, you know, behavior from him consistently, it brought out, I think, the, the best player that we've seen in Damari Gray. So, um, Graham, <laughs> I'll come to you first. Go ahead. <laughs> don't get me, I, I'm just going to start here. Don't get me wrong. I, I do like Damari Gray. I was very excited when we signed him. Um, I remember when I went to Leicester, I just thought, wow, there's some potential in that player. And you know what? And it didn't work out for him at Leverkusen, but he came to us and he, he said it light and he's a ma- again Deli Alley and Cavalier get all this plotters, but Damari Gray is a massive factor in our survival last season because he was absolutely brilliant. He was electric at the start of the season. He really was. Um just as well. Yeah, yeah, Townsend, but I I don't have a bad word in Townsend. Yeah. Um and ultimately this this is around him, but I th- I, th- I think it's just 
I understand he came back early from an injury and he hasn't been the same. And that was okay the second part of last season because you know he came back and he looked sluggish and that was all right. But I'm just like, he's had a pre-season, it's fresh. And I know everybody can't start on fire. And maybe I was a wee bit too passionate earlier because I really do like the Murray Gray. I think, mm-hmm. I think he's a class footballer. He just doesn't lift his head enough for me. That frustrates me. Um, if he yeah. could learn to release a ball just a second sooner and lift his head more, like it, it would be phenomenal. But I think just as him as that senior head that you no know, in in that attack at the minute, and I know Gordon's out of out of place. And let's face it, he, he's running around like a headless chicken. If I'm honest, Dwight McNeil, um, just I, 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 it's too early to criticise him, but just haven't seen absolutely anything. It's been no surprise. He's been he's been he's been he's been slung off, but. Just be great. I just want to see more. Just stand up, get that bit between your teeth. You know, where's yeah. he's just he's sort of his shoulders like seeing dropped when he's playing. Maybe that's just me seeing it. I don't know. Other people see other things, and that's fine. But mm. I just want to see him with that that bite between his teeth again, and just you know, get at it. Like he's he's not never been a nasty, dirty player, but he he has age. Well, let's see yeah. it. Just if we have to play a game with this crap forward line, I'm just going to say what it is this weekend again. Stand up. Let, let's go for it. Do you know what I mean? Look, lift your head and take those shots. You don't want to pass to who's around you. Don't. Michaelenko, yeah. if you don't think he's the right option, cut inside onto your right foot and try one of those shots. Just mm-hmm. have a punt, look for the ball and do it because it's just massively frustrating. Mm. Sorry, that's that's just me. Like, Yeah. Yeah, no, f- fantastic points. And like that's kind of the same mindset I, I was thinking is, you got to step up. Like you, you got to step it up. You know, yeah. like now is the time that we really need everyone to be putting literally their think, best their best boots forward because yeah we're, we're in trouble like i'm gonna flat out say it like we're gonna get to you know forest and stuff like that and in, in a couple of points but like i just i think this is the time <laughs> to really pull your balls out your back pocket lads like let's go yeah and you said it brilliantly there too melinda by saying step up you know this everton needs you and it's t- mm-hmm. and you need to do it yourself because there's doubters around every corner like even my, my opinions are relevant. I'm just chatting shite in the podcast, but ultimately, too, a lot of people's probably feeling it. You know, you've seen mm-hmm. the shouts and look, Twitter's what 5% of the fan base. It's, it's not, it doesn't make up everybody, but you know, anyone watches the game, watches football, you'll just, and, and you've seen what he can do. You just do what, what you've seen now over the last, what, eight, seven months of football, six months of football, given, taking out the preseason, you know, you're going to just say, come on, where is it? You know, why, why hasn't this arced back around again to the point where, where you're performing so yeah. I want them to do well please do well but just do, don't do it just for the club who actually need you to do it for yourself and prove your doubters wrong because all I'm hearing is oh, I did this at Leicester did this at Leicester it was a failure in Germany you know like mm-hmm. wow people feel that's how you learn and get better at things you know there's no nothing wrong we, we're making bad decisions and stuff but ultimately just it just comes a time we've all been there in our lives where we've just sort of taken a deep breath and says this I need to I need to pull this out of the bag from somewhere and I'm sorry I know I'm waffling on with this but it's just I just really want to see him do well you know it's so frustrating yeah. I just hate when an Everton player isn't doing what I know they can do if they're I shit do- they're shit but you no know, Dennis Strackwellers he's the, the best example that any Everton fan of the last 25 years can give it was absolutely yeah. awful but he just gave everything he had in his body he must have went home he must have fell asleep in the changing rooms because he just ran and ran and chased did what he could and God bless him, he got that goal in against Chelsea and cried on the pitch because he knew he wasn't good enough. You know, Demar Gray is good enough. You no, know, 
you should just go home and watch videos that night at Arsenal. Just mm. watch that goal. On mm. repeat, and then get sunglasses with TV inside. And just watch them walking around while someone leads you. Just do that and just think that's what I was this time last year. It's time to do it again. Rant over, I apologize. I hate <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah, John, sorry. I think you were trying to say something there, buddy. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, pretty much. He's just like, I just don't get what's gone wrong with him. Um, I mean, we paid 1.5 million for him and it's starting to show now. You know, everyone was saying what a, what a bargain that is. But, you know, I think he played 34 games last season and he had five goals and four assists, which, okay, it's not spectacular, but he's he's definitely earned every penny of that 1.5 million back. Like, you know, and I think that's good for a winger, John. Well, it is, mate. Yeah, he, he had he had some good moments last season. Um, yeah. He scored that belter goal versus Arsenal, um, which won us the game. And he had a great performance against United at Old Trafford earlier on in the season, which was just absolutely brilliant on the counter-attack. Um, he had that fantastic cross in the Palace game towards the end of last season, you know, for the Calvert-Lewin header. And also his defensive performance has been excellent. You know, he, he's constantly tracking back and getting some important blocks. But at the same time, going forward... Um, John, John, can I chip on there just as you said, or as Brownie said earlier, and what you said with falling away and stuff? Do you think he misses playing with Townsend? Do you think they clicked? Yeah, I do, mate. I think they had a nice mm. going there. Yeah, um, because he he, he, he find him across the field and stuff, and he I don't yeah. know, I, I don't know. Just even sometimes players in the team can can suit what you want to do. Do you know what I mean? Even if they're not playing directly on with you. It's just yeah. you know how you're breaking and you know what's going to be. So Sorry, maybe that's a thing. Sorry to say, man, but just Brownie, as soon as Brownie mentioned his name, that was just sort of growing in my head. Apologies. Yeah, no, you could be right there, mate. You could be right. They had a, they had a good understanding them too because obviously Gray would cut in on his right foot and switch it and Townsend would cut in on his left foot and switch it and they, they just knew what each other was going to do. Um, and the other, you know, Benitez... I mean, I absolutely hate the man, but bringing those two in was was a good move. Like, but mm-hmm. I don't know. He just seems to have fallen off, doesn't he? Demari Gray. I just need more from him. His decision making needs to improve massively. That I I, I agree with that, John. I was just going to cut in there. Um, I know you mentioned. I think he had. You said five. Was it five goals last season? Yeah, yeah. Five. He goals, also goals, he yeah. also had quite a few assists, and I um. He also was a part of some pretty big chances created, right? So I'm not quite ready to give up on him yet. Like, yeah. I don't think we're at the point where it's like, oh, yeah, here we go. Like, it's another Lester situation or like whatever you want to call it, right? But yeah. I, I, I'm I, not quite there yet. I, I'm really hoping this weekend that he pulls up his socks and he like gets on that pitch and he, he does something, whether it's an assist, a goal, whatever. But he, I think now is the time that we really need that uh, that kind of energy from him. Yeah. Uh, Paul, anything you wanted to say about Demary Gray? Yeah, no, he's very frustrating for me at the moment. I think he's probably the most frustrating Everton player for me right now. I think he's coasting me. I think he's been coasting for a long time. Um, yeah, and I need to see more from him. I am getting to the very annoyed part uh, stage with Demary Gray now. I just, I'm not seeing enough effort. I'm really not. And I'm a fan as well. I think he's got all the tools to be a top, top player. But I just maybe throw it in the Deli Alley, the way Deli Alley is now, Cassidy. I just don't think they believe it enough. Mm. But maybe I'm being a bit bit harsh on him there. I don't know. But a ball come to him and it just dropped him the other day. He, he just wasn't ready. Yeah. He just put it in the back of the net. He just wasn't ready. He's just, you've got to expect these things to happen. But... We need all the help we can get while we've got no strikers. Tamari Gray, as Graham said earlier, great point. He's one of the senior players in the team now. Yeah, He's a Premier League winner. 
He's been away abroad and played abroad. He should have lots of experience. He should be dragging this forward line up now. We've got no striker, but I'll take up that role and I'll start scoring us the goals and stuff like that. I know it's easier said than done, but no, he's coasting for me, but I'm not giving up on him. I agree with you, Melinda. I'm not going to give up on him yet. Yeah, yeah. but Bernie, even, even, sorry, Melinda, just to say, even if not senior player in the team, he most definitely is the senior player in that back line. And that's the thing. Or sorry, sorry, in that front line. Yeah, so yeah. Like... yeah I, was like, I was like, hang on a second. <laughs> yeah, no, he is, mate. He 100% is, because... Dwight McNeil's 22, Anthony Gordon's 21. He should be... I see them do more than him. I really yeah. do. Yeah, no, I'm the same. And that's what yeah. the reason I say backline is, because that used to say Michael Keane is the senior player in that backline, so he should be doing more. <laughs> uh, Michael Keane, you know, Zulu and all that. But, yeah, <laughs> just... Uh, it's it's just those... It's just... I don't know, it just... It just Kettles my head, it really does. It's because you know it, you know it's there. That's the frustrating thing about it. It's yes, not like you, that's it. it's not like you can watch him and go, he's shiting because you know he's not shiting, no. you know he's a good footballer. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was excited when I signed him, and yeah. I'm excited they have him in the in, in the in the roster for our American listeners. But you know, ultimately, <laughs> just just do more, just be better. What I, what I will say is though, like obviously we've got the World Cup later on this year. Um, you know, he's 26. He's he should be like. At his absolute best as a winger, um, he should be. You know, we we know how much pace he's got. He's rapid. So if he doesn't step up his performance between now and the World Cup, then there's something wrong for me. Because why wouldn't you? Do you know what I mean? But so we'll we'll just see. Of course, I think, I think that wrong. smiles away from them. I think that World Cup smiles away for him. I was going yeah. to say, of course, something's wrong, John. He's an Everton player. Yeah. <laughs> what a statement! Everton Evertonitis. That's this podcast. Oh, so guys, for Forrest then, um, do we think it's a must win? So yes. I will come to. E- I was way to ruin way to ruin a surprise, Paul. I was gonna <laughs> go. I was gonna go to each of you and ask you if it's a must win, and just basically tell me why. So Paul, since you haven't told us yet, what is what is your thoughts on this? I'm not telling you anymore. No, it's a. <laughs> it's a oh, it, don't be like that. It's a must win. Listen, it's not panic stations if we don't win, but yeah, you look at our fixtures, we've got Brentford, Leeds, then Liverpool. We yeah. need to start getting some wins now. We really mm-hmm. do, because we just do. Basically, we need to win in front of our own crowd, because that shadow of relegation, I don't know about you, it, it's, I've still got it. Yeah. I'm worried, and just, yeah, just any sort of win, 1-0, will do for me on Saturday. We just need to win, and it, it is getting to the, we need to win phase already which is sad to say but it is it's it's funny that you bring up that feeling that we were you know getting in this time well around like last last you know year in this uh last season so not last year last season um that feeling because that's what I was starting to get is seeing all this stuff on Twitter and you know what I've had to kind of step away from Twitter a little bit because it's getting our fan base always seems to go through these levels of toxicity so when things are bad it's like so toxic and then you know when things were good it's like the best place in the world to be is on Everton Twitter but I was starting to get that feeling you know if we do lose this weekend then it's going to be an absolute uproar yeah. on Twitter with the fans yeah, um, it, doesn't, it doesn't help when you've got half of Tottenham Twitter all over you as well John what are your thoughts about Forrest yeah um, it, it is a must win for me um, as Paul said 
you know, after game after that is an away game against Brentford and another away game against Leeds. Um, and then you've got Liverpool and Arsenal. So you have to get points on the board. Um, if, if we're going to be like struggling, I mean, if you look at the teams, like you, you were, you were, what you would expect to be down at the bottom of the table, you know, Forest, Bournemouth, Brentford, they've already picked up points. Bournemouth and Forest have got three points. Brentford have got four points. Leeds have got four points. Um, so, yeah, we we, got, we need points on the board desperately. Just an interesting stat for you, John, before we move forward. When Everton won the league in 85, they lost the first two games of the season, so you never know. <laughs> hey! <laughs> nice. Um, uh, so, Graham, um, anything you want to touch on about Forest? Is it a must-win for you? Um, I think we have to get something out of it. Hmm. Um, yeah, just just we have to get something out of it. Um, I think we all wish we were playing Man United at the minute. Um, Forest weren't particularly brilliant against West Ham. Um, they rude their luck hell of a lot. Um, but one thing that could be in our advantage is like and Andrew. Educated us, and I'm, I'm well done because I've really looked into it since, and it's it is fascinating what they're doing. I I really don't think Forest are going to be going down anyway, um, with this hybrid money ball system that, that they're implementing. But what I will say is that this team is still unjointed, or sorry, disjointed. It's not mm-hmm. a word. Um, <laughs> they're a really unjointed team, yeah. So, but um, yeah, just just in that case that hopefully that fluidity isn't there, that understanding at the back. Like, I don't like changing one defender as it is, never mind having a whole new back line. Do you know what I mean? Um, so that could play to our advantage, that there is... Don't get me wrong, there's always excitement with new players, but you do always leak goals. So that is the one thing I'm, I'm counting on for us because I think that's the one thing that's going to slow Forrest up. I think they could have a stronger finish to the season as a team where they have bought a lot of quality could gel and do better the second half of the season. So, yeah, maybe a good time to have them at home and, and try and get our first points on the board. Mm. But um, it's what we're coming at them with. Uh, if they don't win, I'm, I'm ripping my seat off and taking it home for my whole effort <laughs> coming over. So Yeah. I I mean, I would love to see three points, don't get me wrong. I would I, I would take one, but I would be a bit pissy pots about one. One point, though, to be honest with you, um, we so... need to be sorry, Melinda. We need to be. I understand what you're saying, but this is where Everton come unstuck, don't we? Against these kinds of teams at home, we need to just be, in my opinion, send a signal of intent is to just batter teams like this. I know yeah. it's not possible. Need to be but... fearless, Bernie. Yeah, yeah, we need we need, we need to really go at these. What Everton do and what I say is completely different. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I think we need to go out and actually try and punish these. But Maybe yeah. them up with what I'm saying they are really. Also, we need maybe... to be disgusting as fans too in the ground this weekend. We need yeah, to be yeah. like banging everything we can and make it a cauldron. Let Forrest know now properly that they're in the Premier League. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I wouldn't and be shocked one, though if, one if, of the, the, if there was a draw. Sorry. Yeah, but no. But even at that, regardless of the result, we can only do what we can do as fans in the ground and, and what, we're gonna, what we should be doing is, is the 90 minutes, singing our hearts out and being ugly. Every throw one, give them every bit of abuse you can. You know, corners the same thing. Just don't throw anything. But do you know what I mean? Just yeah, you want to unease them in any way you can because if they silence us, they'll grow into the game. Yeah, we have to course. be we have to be horrible because there's so much more riding on it now. Not they put pressure on them, criticizing it earlier earlier. But well, 
I don't think it was criticizing it, but I was more criticizing the club that we're in a position that we actually think that this is a must one. So just the fans, not a rallying cry by any means, but just do 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 our part and just just make it horrible and push the team on. Yeah. Well, I mean, we always do like Goodison, especially I think this weekend will be an absolute bear pit. Um, you know, like the fans always, always show up. Like we give 150% when we go to Goodison. Yeah. Like the, there's yeah, no I'm question, just... even, even, even away. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like uh, when I was watching um, uh, Villa on the, on the weekend that just passed, all I could hear was um, spirit of the blues, spirit of the blues. That's all I could hear. And I was like, are we at Goodison or are we at Villa Park? Like what's yeah. going on here? So I do think what they're, they're, I mean, they're lucky they have the fan support that they do, but it's going to be, it's going to be magic as it always is at Goodison. Um, yeah. But I'd like us to try and make Goodison a bit of a fortress again, because, you know, yeah. so many, you know, teams just come to Goodison and just turn us over. And we just can't be that soft this season. If we're, if we're going to be serious about, trying to finish, you know, somewhere mid-table. Goodison cannot be a place where these teams, especially newly promoted teams, turn up and just turn us over. It's just embarrassing. John, mm-hmm. I have a theory. Now that the away teams aren't getting changed in that porter cabin outside, I think we'll, we'll be all right now. <laughs> Could be, Because <laughs> I watched that Arsenal documentary and it was the Everton episode where Gray scored and that porter cabin. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's they're, too cozy, they're, isn't it? They're getting changed in luxury there. Put them back in the little shitty dressing room that I've got for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and as well on that too. Like, although we're talking about these teams coming, and we have to make good as in a fortress. Like, you know, we're still. I've mentioned this before in a pod too. The footballers and those clubs, and 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 especially those fans, we might be seen in the media, and and the, a lot of the new age fans. Like, I've seen some guy today tweet saying like, "Arise, James Cross is the greatest choice he's ever, or greatest cross he's ever seen in his life." I just. Retweeted it and quoted it. Yeah, I, I just quoted it and said, "Go watch a video with David Beckham, would you please?" But you know, they still see us as a scalp. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We are still a big team. The people in the game, and that's and we're probably the easiest one they feel to get at. So yeah. it's actually going to be harder for us. But like Ramonda was saying, the fans turn it up. They are know always giving one hundred and fifty percent. I think we need to turn it to two hundred this week. You know, just to get them over the line. Well, yeah. guess who's going to be there? <laughs> so it will be it's gonna be like it's gonna be boss it's gonna be boss guys we're gonna win we're gonna get three points it's gonna be great but yep. away we're all yeah. worried little side note welcome back to Nottingham Forest but uh, know your role on yeah. Saturday lads and just uh, let us tickle your belly and yeah. just just fucking roll over yeah. and, and take it take it like yeah. a little bitch I'm just kidding sorry <laughs> um, so guys oh sorry I, I mean sorry to the one person on Twitter who was like please don't swear don't hate me sorry about that um <laughs> What are your guys' uh, team selections for this? Um, I will come to Paul first. <laughs> yeah, every time I do a team selection on these, I put too many players in the team. I think you put 12 in, don't you? <laughs> Honestly, it's just unbelievable. So I've actually wrote it down this time. I just lose counts completely. <laughs> we should probably still lose with about 15 players on the pitch anyway. <laughs> But I've gone Pickford, obviously. Mm-hmm. Team back five, which is Patterson, Holgate, Cody, Tarkovsky, Mikolenko. Garnagay signs by tomorrow. He's got to play. Mm-hmm. He's got to play. But if he doesn't, I think Tom Davis has got to start. So you you would start Gay over Davies? Oh, if he's, if he's registered in time, 100%, he goes straight into the team for me. 
Okay. Now, whether he's ready, he should be ready. He's been training, so he should be ready to play. And yeah. I would, and I'm going against everything I've said, I would start on Anime. Yeah. And I got obviously Alex Awobi, first name on the team sheet. I would drop Dwight McNeil. Mm. I'd play mm. Greg Gordon, and I'd give Rand. It looks like we're just going to have to go into it with Rondon. I'd play Rondon up front. Yeah. Um, John, any any changes you'd make, or was your was yours pretty similar to Paul's? Yeah, it's pretty similar. Um, hopefully, Cody's. I, I mean, uh, we haven't heard anything, so I'm assuming that he's going to yeah, play. I think it's all right there, you know, John. I think that's yeah. uh, BT Sport trying to fight in the life out of his yeah. day. Could be, mate. Yeah. Um. So yeah, same back five. Uh, Pickford in goal, and then Patterson, Holgate, Cody, Tarkowski, Michalenko. Um. In midfield, there, I'd, I'd probably start Gay. Um. Just put him straight in. He's He's got the experience already, so yeah, put him straight in. Um, and then I'd probably start if the core isn't injured. I don't know about him either. We haven't heard anything about him, so if he's fit, I'd probably start getting the core. You know, mm-hmm. um, and then I put a Wobi. I'd like to see a Wobi a bit further up. I'd probably bench Gray, put a Wobi on the left perhaps, and then put McNeil on the right and Rondon in the middle, and then just use uh, Onana as a substitute perhaps. That is the thing that you the core. I just. We haven't heard anything, have we? I haven't heard nothing, mate. Nothing mm. at all. I still play mm-hmm. Onana. I'd, I'd unleash him against these, mate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair play. And um, Graham, how about you? Yeah, I play Pickford, Michalenko, Koski, Cody, Patterson, or Holgate at right back. Um, I'm a wee bit undecided in that. I would go for midfield three of Ghana, Onana, and Alex Wobi. And I would play Damari Gray, Anthony Gordon, and Rondon up top. Yeah. Nice. Just fuck it, go for it. Yeah. yeah. The only questionable bit, and, and like Patterson's been been decent. He hasn't done, he's, he's grown under the game, as I said. He, he's getting a free pass from me till Christmas. But I'm just thinking, if you were going to change the formation up and have Ghana and stuff there, would you maybe sacrifice the overlap for Gordon on the right? Um, and I think he wants to go with this. People are not happy with three or five, or whatever at the back. This, this is the way Lampard. Well, Lampard's ever. No, no, no. I know. I, I'm just. I'm, I'm picking my team. I'm picking what I would put out there. I, not what I think Lampard will, because I have no idea what Lampard's going to do. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying what I would do, and I don't know if a Hoggett who who would who would be more solid. They actually just keep that solidity solidity at the back. Let Gordon run run uh, riot hogging the touchline on the right, and just if Rondon's on, just get that ball on, start crossing the ball and Anna, give him that wee bit more freedom to push up like we seen last week and, and maybe Gordon could find him with, with, with an in-swinger. So that's yeah. just sort of how I would do it because I'm, I'm fed up trying to guess what Lampard's going to do because when we see it on the pitch and we see it come out, it's until the end of this window, I'm just, I don't know what's going to happen. So and yeah. I don't really like a lot of what I'm seeing that way. So it'll yeah. be It'll be a bit weird for Lampard and the staff because like, I mean, obviously, we've just got to go there and play our game because we're at home, but that's not necessarily the case. I mean, obviously, these guys, they spend hours analysing other teams and other players and other threats and things. And But how do you plan for a team that doesn't even exist yet? Because they've got a bunch of players that's going to come in and probably play against us and score against us. So how do you plan for that if, if you've never seen them before? Do you know what I mean? It's a yeah. weird situation. Mm-hmm. What about you, Melinda? Honestly, mine was um, the same as, as Graham's. <laughs> Very similar. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, prediction wise as well. Um, what are you guys feeling or hoping for anyway? Um, for Saturday, I'll go first. I, I think 2 0 Everton, Tarkovsky, and Damari Gray. 
Oh no. my god, if Tarkowski scored, I might lose no. my mind. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, John? Um, yeah, I'll I'll go for I'll go for two nil as well. Actually, I mean, I went a bit boring last week and said nil nil, didn't I? And look how that turned out. Yeah, two nil to the Blues. Um, I think I think Rondon's going to get a sneaky one. You know, if he starts, I, I've got a feeling that McNeil's just going to pick him out. And I don't know, Rondon and um, I'm going to say it will be. Why not? And uh, Graham, how about you? What, what's your prediction for Saturday? One nil, Onana. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Love it. Oh, Nana. He looks a real threat, though, doesn't he? Like, he's just bursting yeah, in yeah. the box. Did you, him. did you guys see the picture that he put on his Instagram for his birthday? birthday, yeah. It was his birthday. Yes. 21. What a unit. Yes. I was like, damn right you're an Everton player, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm going to say is, if we spoke about the women's game and the way that you speak about the men's game, we would be damned. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. What? I didn't say anything inappropriate. I just said he's an absolute unit, and he is. Yeah. I didn't, imagine sexual, I, I didn't sexualize I, him at all, Graham. Imagine do I not, said she's a unit. You know do not paint me in that kind of, If you said a football woman's, like a woman who plays football is a unit, that's a that's a good thing. No, it's not. <laughs> Why Did not? you see her? <laughs> no one goes up to a girl and goes, God, you, you, you're a unit, yeah. you aren't you? <laughs> on the pitch, on the pitch, it means you're a good player. Oh, stop it. You guys are making me look like this. Like this crazy sexual person, and I'm not. God, just patch your brownie on Saturday night. Walk up, go, mate, go. I love your unit. No, in terms terms of football, oh my god, you guys drive me nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, wow, thank you for asking, Paul. Um, (laughs) my prediction is one nil and. I actually, I genuinely do hope that Damari Gray scores, you know. I really do. Um, Welcome better. (laughs) Where I'm coming from. Because there's this man that's coming from the great country of Ireland. So please score for him, Damari Gray, Mm -hmm. if you're listening. Um, But uh, yeah, that that is my hope. I think it would do wonders for him. And well, it would do wonders for us as well. And the club. Yeah. So, um, I'm just going to say, like, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to coming over and meeting these. And also, when you say to the listeners, don't worry, you'll probably not hear me again on this podcast. Um, <laughs> Stop. It'll be nice to meet these guys for the first and last time. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Behave yourself, Graham. Um, no, it's it's going to be really exciting, actually. The, the four of us will be um, at the game and um, hopefully doing some kind of recording or live yeah. pod Paul has some kind of device where we can speak I, into I, it and I record it. <laughs> a device I heard myself I'm not speaking that. under that <laughs> I, I heard that came out of my mouth and I was like oh fuck look, look who I'm talking will be nowhere look near who, my mouth I'll be telling like, you it, it, look it, who it, I'm it, talking to you right now but they're, they're gonna make purple. a pig's ear to this <laughs> stop it Paul. it's a purple device <laughs> all brown oh my god <laughs> oh but um thank you guys so much well first and foremost thank you for bringing me onto the pod um it's been absolutely wonderful getting to know you guys um me and brownie have met but john and graham i look forward to meeting you guys so much i can't wait yeah. um and yeah episode 50 guys this is it's so exciting um but yeah thank you to you three again for bringing me on no you're doing um, a great job as well so you should give yourself a pat on the back as well 
pleasure. Well, you're getting sacked in the morning. <laughs> I know. I'm going to wake up. I'm being booted out the group chat. I'm like unfollowed on Twitter. <laughs> Magical. Um, but no, it's been, uh, honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure, guys. So um, yes, thank you, Paul, John, and Graham um, for coming on this episode today. And um, yeah, congrats, guys, on what you guys have done. Because, I mean, what this, we- what... Yeah, but it's us as a whole. It's not us three. It's everybody. Uh, Everybody, thanks to everybody that's on the pod too, because they're they're brilliant and and all different points of view and and all the guests that have came on as well. All the guests too, like it's it's brilliant. Like it's just class hearing other people's point of views and being proven wrong by more than just three people in my work. So yeah, keep it up. Definitely, yeah. yeah, We've we've connected with so many blues, like. Uh, you know, uh, uh, around the world, which is amazing. Um, and I just know that we will, you know, continue to keep putting out great content um, as the season goes on. And Everton, please just fucking win. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Everton, isn't it? Everton, isn't it? <laughs> Everton, aren't we? John, you are a legend. Everton, um, aren't we? <laughs> So, John, Paul, and Graham, thank you guys so much. And um, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Have a great day. Take care. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Evan Army podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with all your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can also catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAW Podcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss with us, you can reach us via email at eawpodcast at gmail.com. This show is sponsored by 3 Transport Refrigeration Limited. They offer refrigerated transport breakdown coverage nationwide, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Check them out at www.3trl.co.uk or give them a call on 01925 Go ahead and check them out for all your refrigeration transport needs. Catch you in the next one, guys.